0: Hi guys, welcome to the 13th episode of the Untitled Gadget Podcast. This is your host Dhruv with Akshay and Harish as usual. Uh, We've had an interesting week so far, lots to hear and talk about um, on the Xiaomi front. Uh, How's it going guys before we get on to the tech?
1: It's going well, man. Just been uh relaxing. How about you? Yeah. Yeah,
0: same old, same old. I think uh, we're past discussing the lockdown and the quarantine, like I think that's just become the new reality for everyone. Uh mm. so what about no,
2: you? No Adish? no, no, I'm not done. I'm still just as irritated as last week that all my careers are held up. I really don't understand why. Now it's now been forty five days. Just give me my damn careers. I got
1: one package, Harish. This week, what I got one package this week.
2: I also got one. I for whatever reason the Redmi Note Nine Pro Max was delivered to me. I don't know
1: how. Must be in the local last mile guy. I are have
0: you, no idea. Are you in a red zone? No, I don't even know. Yeah, uh, like so we guys are, and I don't have the Max, and I haven't got the oneplus Plus stuff yet either.
2: Yeah, same. Forget all that. I'm talking about couriers that came from the US and China and stuff. That oh, you're not, getting... you're not getting that. Oh,
0: you're not getting those anytime soon. I've got like a bunch of those locked up as well. Uh, they're going to go through an entire quarantine yeah. process. And then, of course, there's like a few months of back up over there. Backlog.
1: Luckily, my <laughs> one of my 3DS uh, screens got delivered to the uh, local post office the week when uh, the lockdown started. So I got it within that week. But after that, I haven't gotten anything except for a few like masks and stuff with some brand signed, I think. It's
2: so irritating because one of those phones that's waiting is the Mi 10 Pro. I was meant Mm -hmm. to do the review for the global uh, UK thing. And it came to India a week, no, not a week, wait, a day or two after lockdown started. It's actually in the Hyderabad hub.
0: Mid March then yeah, yeah but uh, it made
2: its way to Hyderabad. But they're I mean they've locked the facility, so there's no way for me to I mean I wouldn't even know how I would go get it.
1: But it's okay. <sighs> There'll be something. There's be another type of Me Ten for you to review soon, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's a good uh, jumping off point for us. Uh, so guys, this week uh, Xiaomi launched the Mi Ten, which is their first high end phone in a long while. I think the last high end phone that that they launched under the Mi brand was the Mi Mix Two. Uh We did not get the 2S. We did not get the Three because well, sales were pretty abysmal. Yeah. Am I right?
2: Yeah. Abysmal would be undercutting it. Yeah. Uh, I got the sales figures for that quarter. The Mix Two accounted for less than one percent of sales across Xiaomi. Oh. So. It's the it's the, it's the yeah, That
1: sounds. It's the high end variant from Xiaomi. That's not the Pro model, apparently. That's. Uh, that's a hard sell, man. Wait, what? Yeah, the Mi 10 Pro is not coming to India, right? So it's just the Mi 10. It's still a high-end phone, but it's not. It's a non-Pro phone, man.
0: You're not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Akshay, Akshay I think like you've moved far ahead into the podcast <laughs> before we have. Yeah, well, Where are we? We are gonna talk about the <laughs> Me 10. I'm just
1: jumping ahead and like it's not. The, it's the non-Pro model. Why should we give a fuck? Harish, you should tell us why should we. You should give a fuck about the phone.
2: Yes, I will. So this is a weird naming for a phone because the Mi 10 is not actually bad. Uh, It's not, it's the same phone. It's literally the same phone as the Mi 10 Pro. The only difference between the two phones is that the Pro has better secondary cameras Yeah. and that's it. Every every other area it's the ident. it's the same phone. Uh if anything the meat the regular Me has a larger battery and it has the same thirty watts wired and wireless charging and they're rolling out the charger in India for just two thousand bucks. So that's a very sweet deal. Wait, it's not
1: in the box? Uh You mean the wireless, the wireless charger? You mean the wireless charger? charger. The wireless oh, charger.
2: Oh that's yes. fine. that's that's, uh, that's
1: a good deal. Yeah,
2: I mean, even if you don't care about the Mi 10, that's a good deal on a wireless charger in India because you can it's a Qi charger, so you can use it to charge any other phone at like 10 watts. Um, the main selling point for this phone is the camera because they've been going on and on about the whole 108 megapixel sensor that this has. This is one of the largest sensors that has ever been put into a phone. Uh, it takes very good photos. I the, I have the Mi Note 10 with me and that has the same sensor. So I've been using it on and off for a few months and it takes fantastic photos. There's no doubt about that. And the fact that the Mi 10 is running the Snapdragon 865 should give it just that little bit of an edge when it comes to uh, software processing and things like that because it has the latest silicon. Uh, so yeah, overall there's a lot to like in this phone. But whether anybody would be willing to pay that kind of money for a Xiaomi phone, don't know.
0: Yeah, that's the elephant in the closet over here, right? I mean, it's a great phone. No denying that the hardware is great. Uh, it's okay. Before a lot of a lot of people are saying that it's too expensive. It's really not. Uh, once you look at the kind of hardware that you're getting, you know, you make some compromises. You get something else. It might not be IP rated, but it has that fancy 108 megapixel camera it's got the 30 watt wireless charging which the oneplus 8 doesn't have so you need to step up to the pro for that uh it's not the perfect package but it's got a lot going for it uh but leaving that aside i think the bigger question really is is the market ready for a 50,000 000 rupee no call, in India?
1: nope, not happening i mean from what i've seen online I agree with you, whatever you've said about the hardware and being a direct import phone, that's a phenomenal price. I agree. Completely agree with you there. But the problem is that even Xiaomi doesn't know how to present themselves as a brand. right? They want, they have launched separate brands like Poco, Redmi, and now me, but the average user knows it as Xiaomi. They don't give a damn if you separate your brand perception in terms of <laughs> being a budget brand a premium brand. They don't care. At the end of the day, it's Xiaomi that they know as and they know it as a budget brand. Unfortunately, they have made a big leap very, very soon. I mean, at a very rapid pace. OnePlus has taken its time to increase
0: prices for their phones. You know what, Akshay, I'm going to stop you right mm. there. You know, like this is this is actually a conversation that we've already had in the past yeah. that, you know, Xiaomi's has kind of gotten branded as a budget segment uh, or a value segment brand. I'm going to pose a different question to you, you know. Uh, it makes sense for them to head on into the higher end segment. Mm. Uh, every brand wants to achieve that. OnePlus has been successively increasing prices, and to be honest, most of us are comfortable with that sixty thousand price point. It's still a great deal, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So, from that point of view, uh, Xiaomi needs to start somewhere. Uh, do you think it's justified for everybody to give them so much flack? You know, maybe as a brand as long as their expectations are that you know we just want to establish a brand presence this is this is what we want to have in the market
1: uh, i don't know whether i don't know how to answer this question because to be honest i am also quite confused on the one hand you have UI on budget phones and it looks almost identical on your flagship phone one one has ads one does not have ads it's just that xiaomi cannot have a brand perception of something being a budget phone with ads and also having the same operating system on a premium brand without ads. You need, you need to decide what you really want to give to your customers. You can't be giving a ad filled experience and try to give the same experience without ads on, on your premium phone. People ha- but je- like most people don't know yeah. this, that the meat yeah. and does not have ads in it, but yeah. the general public, the first thing that comes to mind is it has ads a and b it is it's the same software experience that there's nothing exclusive about on the me and that they can enjoy right one actually let me let me interject there for a second
2: having used all of xiaomi's flagships for the last five years mm-hmm. um i think they're doing themselves a disservice by calling the ui me ui because they should have just branded it something. exactly else. that's what that was uh-huh.
1: the point i was coming to they need to call it something else if it's the same thing then people are just going to assume stuff about it Yeah, because it's vastly different. I mean, just in terms of how well optimized it is
2: and uh, just the overall feel of it. Sure, there are no ads, uh, but ads were always an issue only in India. So if you move the conversation out of the Indian market, there never really were any ads. So what they're doing is basically rolling out a build for the May 10 that just won't show any ads. Ads are just one part of the issue here, but there's also the fact that UI on a high-end phone is fantastic to use sure it still has a learning curve in that the interface is skinned and there are a lot of elements here but it's not as big as a drawback as it is on a budget phone so the software is really not that big of a problem not that much of a problem uh, but i think they've Done the wrong thing here by not rolling out any of their flagships in India in the last two years because after the Mi Mix 2, they've already established that with the Mi Mix 2. If they would have introduced the Mix 3 or the Mi 9, they would have had that presence. They wouldn't have again had to start yeah. again from square one. It's like yeah, it's like success. it's like Xiaomi does they, not they, have
1: they do. confidence in, within themselves, right? They launch a flagship, then they ignore it for two years, then they launch it again. They are not sure whether them they're not sure themselves that they want to be in this space or not. If they had, you know, regular products coming in for the past two years, as Harish said, they they could have built on that, you know, a, a good brand perception that, yes, we do make flagship-level phones. Yes, we will charge a little bit extra for it because, you know, they, it, it does get costlier to make a great phone. And the thing is, you're just coming off the back from Redmi uh, Note 9 Pro's launch and now just launching, um, you know, a very expensive phone, at least for Xiaomi Xiaomi's custom base, customer base. And and people, as I said, people are not ready to differentiate between Redmi, between Me, and between Poco. They are not ready to do that. For them, it's one company.
2: Yeah, and they shot themselves in the foot last year with the Redmi K20. They should have just marketed as the Mi 90 in India as well because they've set this Redmi as like the budget player. And then for whatever fucking reason, they rolled out the Redmi K20 and K20 Pro for 30000 And then they justified that as being... Oh, look at the hardware you're getting. This is still good value. Instead of going through that rigmarole, if they would have just said, hey, this is the Mi 90 and the Mi 90 Pro, here you go, this is a new brand, uh, they would have just saved themselves a lot of bother and established themselves, uh, This established the Mi brand in that segment. But then now they have the Redmi K series, now they have the Poco F and the X series, and now they're having the Mi series that sits above these series. Uh, so it just i mean there's no cohesive strategy here for the mid-tier or the premium segments
0: yeah i think it's just really muddled up in the high-end segment particularly and uh you know with the with the k30 uh eventually somehow coming to india we don't know if it will the new poco series there'll be some sort of uh cross between the pricing over there as well uh it just doesn't make sense how they're going to segregate all these sub brands, uh, and I I absolutely agree with you that you know not introducing successive models after the mix two, uh, there's just an entire lack of confidence in in me as as a high end player. Uh, if you can't commit to delivering your con- your top end phones in a country, like why should anybody really take you seriously? Yeah. Uh, it's
1: like you know if you don't take but, faith uh, in yourself. Why do you expect me to take faith in you, right? You have not shown commitment in the premium space for years. And all of a sudden, you want me to just blindly trust you. I don't even know how long you're going to support the phone. I don't even know how it's going to work out in this lockdown period. You know, it's just, it's a very murky situation, to be honest. And as a general consumer, I would rather go with OnePlus, a brand that is more reliable at the moment than Xiaomi. For me personally, I would say that and for, and that's for a lot of people. It's, it's not like you're launching in a segment that does not have competition. You have competition and you have got good competition, you know, and you need to be, you need to be wary of that.
2: Yeah. And their strategy, at least in the last year and a half has been very short sighted. That's not usually the case for Xiaomi. If you look at the past, I don't know if you go and see the last two, three years they've built their entire business because of the fact that they were able to think long term and then execute on that. But that is just not working out for them now. And I think a lot of that is down to Realme. They're getting hammered in that budget segment with Realme. And because of their decision to roll out ads, that really has not worked in their favor. So they shot themselves in the foot there. And I just think they're trying to differentiate with their portfolio. But
1: I don't think it I mean, I don't think that's the way to go here. It's not happening, man. Uh, 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 you can just look at your own stories. I'm, I'm going to talk about this, the, just the love story I did yesterday, right? Um, people are commenting that, you know, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's another Xiaomi phone. We don't trust it. It's going to be filled with ads. They don't know whether it doesn't have ads. It's just that Xiaomi has not done the messaging correctly for the people to know that, yes, this phone will not have ads. They just don't mention it at all to to their customers.
2: Yeah, I was reading some of the headlines, and I think XDA actually wrote in their headline that this phone comes with uh, ad-free MIUI.
1: MIUI, yeah. I mean, it's come to the point that we as journalists have to point it out that it's it's ad-free MIUI. No, we shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing that. They don't come. Your majority of your customers come directly to you, and if you're not conveying that message, then God help you, man.
2: But if they have to convey that, they're saying that most of their phones are riddled with ads and they're admitting to that, that they're offering something that's... That's the whole, they dug
1: themselves the moment they rolled out ads, man. They should have had a plan.
0: Yeah.
2: Anyway, Dhruv, you're saying something.
0: Yeah, I mean, we saw the launch presentation yesterday. The entire focus was once again on the hardware, which I personally feel that really shouldn't have been the case right now. The hardware at that price segment is just, you know, one piece of the puzzle that it's going to have the top pen chipset and all of that, you know, that's a given, Uh, especially for the, for Xiaomi coming back to India with the, in the high end segment, Uh, I feel the entire conversation should have been around the experience, uh, Mm -hmm. around the ad-free experience, Mm -hmm. as you guys have mentioned, and you know, the premium, uh, premiumness of the, of the device and the entire offering, and I, I feel that that's exactly what was missing from the conversation, uh, and I I think that's exactly where you know Sham is going to struggle, yeah. uh, conveying the point the point of this phone.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mentioned that yesterday as well. I was talking to a, I was talking to somebody who was interested in the phone, and then they saw that it was fifty thousand, and they said that same thing. Um, it they're just un going to have a really tough time with the messaging part because it's not just the specs. For the last five years, all they focused on was just the specs and that is not relevant here because if you only care about the hardware, there are phones that cost 20,000 less that give you the same specs. That is not a differentiator or anything to talk about anymore. They need to talk more about the overall experience and I feel that in this area, Xiaomi just does not know what to do because they haven't done this before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in fact, if you look at the chief competitor, that's OnePlus, everybody would agree For this
1: phone only.
0: Um, yeah, like, I mean, OnePlus's conversation has been changing over the years. It's no longer about just the hardware, it's the ecosystem, it's the experience that the brand provides, you know, everything is premium about OnePlus. And that is... I mean, I'm not saying that this phone is not premium. In fact, I mean, we guys haven't really used the phone, but I'm sure it's a fantastic phone. But has Xiaomi done anything to convey that to me? No. Here's
1: the, here's the deal for me, at least. You know, like I think you guys were part of this conversation. If someone asked, you know, is 5K extra worth uh, the software ex- for the so- software experience you get OnePlus? And I r- literally replied, hell fucking yes. Um, with <laughs> OnePlus phones, at least, you know, like, they don't launch 20 phones a year, right? They launch four phones a year, maybe. And they can really, really, you know, make their phones work great because, they, they, you know, they don't have too many devices to focus on. Xiaomi, on the other hand, like 30 phones to work on. These guys just work on one phone. The software has optimized. Like the 70, when the 70 launched, it was horrible when we got it, but it was fixed right away. And and I don't believe that I'm going to get the same kind of support with the Mi 10. I don't know whether I will or not. I don't even know whether Xiaomi has a dedicated team in India for that or not. Uh,
2: actually, uh, if anything, Xiaomi is fantastic at optimizing software on its high-end phones from day one. So with any of the phones I've used, I've started using their phones from what? The Mi 3 onwards, right? So any of the phones in the last five years that they've rolled out, anything in the mid-tier or high-end segment... They've all been fantastic out of the box. Zero issues. Zero issues with in terms of day-to-day usage. Sure, there's a lot to be said about UI. But when it comes to actual day-to-day usage and software optimization, yeah, they've nailed that out of the box because they have a team that sits and works on this for months and months. So there's no issues on that area at least.
1: So so that, again, that's the same problem, right? Harish, like me, most of India has never used a Xiaomi premium phone. You've used it because it's part of your job, right? And and I don't know about Dhruv, but I have never used it because, hey, they never really launched it. The one I used was Mi Mix 2, and that's about it. I love that phone too. But most of India does not know how MIUI works on a premium phone. They've never experienced it. They've never seen it. They've never heard about it from anyone. OnePlus, on the other hand, there are enough users to talk about it, right? Yeah. So Xiaomi... And it's not just OnePlus. I'm also talking about...
2: Yeah, it's, it's just the fact, sure, OnePlus set itself as like this high ends it's the benchmark as a, as somebody that caters to that high end segment yeah but um, i think this is just the first in xiaomi's salvo right so this is just the start of their journey in this segment um i feel that as dhruv pointed out earlier if they are optimistic about sales and they just don't go for like some crazy number they will be able to see some units sell. Yeah,
1: it call, all comes down to what Dhruv said. They should have talked about the experience.
0: Yeah, that and and plus, the, the fact you know, uh, the fact that they're importing devices and haven't invested in an assembly line in India yet. I think that is also uh, pointing to the fact that they know that numbers are not going to be through the roof right now. This is this is basically a brand building exercise yeah. that should pay off in the next two to three years. Yeah. Um, not anytime soon. Does Does Xiaomi I mean, have patience
1: for that though? They've tried it before yeah. and they
0: gave gave up.
2: So I think that was more of a trial run to see feasibility. I think now they're more invested in it because I see that a lot with their lifestyles of stuff. Also, right? They're bringing more of their more and more of their lifestyle products, and some of that stuff is <laughs> incredible. Like, Yeah, I mean, most of their lifestyle products are incredible, uh, but I did not think that they would roll out so many products in India so soon. So they are making uh, an effort to roll out all their, some of their more diverse products. So I think they are in it for the long run. They are now looking at ways to differentiate themselves as the brand that sells an ecosystem of products, not just phones. And I think me going the me route is the way for that. Yeah, I want to use that
0: yeah, phone. And to answer your question, Akshay, I mean, I think, uh, I I believe the Mix 2 launched for like 40k or so. Yeah, something like uh, that. Back in 2017. I mean, 40k in 2017 was still a pretty expensive phone. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not, that's not really the case Anymore. today, is yeah, it? No, it's not. I mean, every, every affordable flagship is 40k. It's just become
2: then the new reality
0: like... for phones. Uh, it's become normalized so you know uh, at 50k it is still a little expensive but sure i mean there's there's only that much you can do about taxes right
1: i just want to use the phone and tell the world about it how great the phone is or how bad the phone is depending on how it performs um, i feel that it is going to be an incredible phone i just don't know if i like it the way it looks again i'll have to hold it in my hand and see how it is but I just want the phone to be great so that Xiaomi can start bringing more and more products like these.
0: And, you know, like talking about that, uh, we've talked about the experience, how it needs to deliver a good experience and the OS is a big part of it. And Harish, you've been talking about how UI on a high-end phone is actually really good. So I'm going to segue from that uh, into our next segment, which is MIUI 12. Uh, and that's, like there's a beta out in China and there's a global beta coming soon. I think you Europa and I have both uh, tried it out and uh, I think we have some thoughts on it. There's a lot that's changed there. Uh, a lot of it for, for good and some not so much. Uh, do you want to start off with it? Yeah,
2: it's interesting that they rolled out UI 12 just six months after UI 11 because it, they usually wait a year, year and a half. But anyway, there's a lot of features this time around. Um, I'm going to focus on the one that stood out for me the most, the new privacy and security dashboard, as it was. So now you get like this really granular control over everything. Um, You get to see what apps access to your location, contacts, call history on a day-to-day basis. And then you have more control over what you give access to Um, It's basically all the privacy settings that you've ever wanted to see on a phone in one single location. Now MIUI offered some of these features in in earlier builds, but they weren't in a single location. So now they've unified all of that into a single dashboard and it's easy to see just what is accessing uh, your permissions in the background. And more than that, it's easy to disable access and you can also set up notifications so that say something Uber, say in the background, pulls your location data, it'll trigger a notification. So it's a much needed privacy change. And I'm glad that Xiaomi is just making it easy for users to see all that data in one single view.
0: Yeah. I I think my favorite feature in addition to that, well, there's two features. Uh, One is that, you know, everybody's been clamoring for years that, you know, they should make it a little easier to switch off the system ads and they did it, they provided a single toggle. Sure, it's still a little hidden away, but you get in there, it's a single toggle to turn off all system ads, uh, which is fantastic. Um, and the other one that stood out was the, the notification uh, for whenever an app is uh, using your camera or checking out your call log, uh, no matter which app it is, that's fantastic. It's like uh, they've taken all the, the security features of Android 10 and really kicked it up a notch yeah
2: they did that with a lot of
1: things so I haven't sorry, I, I haven't used it yet uh, I have a very pertinent question I think everyone will ask you why the hell does it look like iOS at least the control uh, center bit uh,
2: look uh, I, I don't like it I I'm sure there's some reason that these brands do it I'm sure there's they used to have it they used to have a dashboard like this before and then they changed it with ui 7 so I think there's an audience that needs it, but again, if you don't like that, you can just switch it off and go back
1: to the MiUI11 style. Oh sweet. so it's
2: not something. It's not something that is uh, permanent. So you can just since, switch it off.
1: Since you spoke about privacy, Hari- uh, Harish, uh, we all know what happened this week, right? After uh, uh, Manukumar's uh, open letter, um, I mean, there was a video which showed exactly what happens in me browsers in real time now since you're saying you can switch it off with one click is that i mean is that still happening on me at 12 or do we have to before, use before enhanced we get into the, that, enhan-
0: i think akshay I, before we get into that uh, i think let's let's uh, <laughs> clarify to the audience that while you have control over all the third-party apps, we still don't know what what data Xiaomi is capturing in the background. Miu. Yeah, that's what I. There's no clarity on that. That's what I. Yeah,
2: they they rolled out a privacy microsite for MIUI twelve. Yeah, I saw your tweet about that. They're going that. to yeah they're going to detail over what sort of data they collect, um but the browser in particular is not standalone to UI. you can install the browser on any phone and, mm-hmm. and the guy in the video actually installs it on an android one phone he's not even using UI. so that part is its own data collection thing that's like a different silo altogether that has nothing to do with UI.
1: but when you say that you switch on you toggle something and then it you have your privacy in your hands shouldn't a browser like the mi browser should be included in that i'm sure the mi browser will be Uh, It's
2: just that in this particular build, there is no Mi browser. So I, and also I haven't used the Mi browser yet on that. Uh, I I think that will be included also in one of the laws.
0: I believe it should be because uh, actually the Mi health app uh, pings a couple of things. Um, And um, the, the scroll list that they have for all the apps, like it shows up, uh, over there, um, telling you what all it's been accessing, and it lets you block all of that. And since that's a system app, I'm sure the browser can also be uh, controlled to a certain degree.
2: Yeah, and that's the cool thing about this privacy uh, center that they have going on. It actually shows you all the apps that have been opened, stuff that you've launched yourself, stuff that's running in the background via auto start. So even if there's some sort of illicit data gathering going on, you'll at least get to know about it.
1: Or that's what we think.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, the Mi Browser thing is a different toggle. You have yeah. to go in there. Sure, now they're rolling out that whatever. I mean, something that should have been standard anyway. But yes, uh, if you were to use Mi Browser on UI 12, yes, there will be a way to see all that data it collects and a way for you to turn it off as well.
1: And there will be an enhanced incognito mode, which I don't know what the <laughs> hell they're doing. I mean, you have to turn it off, by the way. Most people are turning it on. It... turning it on means it's going to still collect it you have to switch it off for it to stop collecting your data in incognito mode
2: look I know folks use built-in browsers but there are so many browser choices these days just use a different
1: goddamn browser there's so many again man most of Xiaomi customers don't know that that's the problem that's the problem people are talking about
2: oh well at least every Xiaomi phone in India comes with Chrome if nothing else use Chrome give your data to Google
1: yeah at least it's a bit safer
2: hey it's a lot safer they don't sell it to third
0: parties yeah,
1: yeah. they just use it themselves
0: okay moving on so uh, we've already covered the iOS but uh, did you notice the Windows phone like uh, elements in the in the settings area the the larger fonts that yeah, they have at the top it's really very clean
2: like and big and round I was, I was using it next to a MIUI 11 phone and there's a drastic difference I actually thought they would go one level above and actually clean up some of those settings, make it more organized. That's not the case yet. Fingers crossed they'll roll it out in the, in time for the stable build. But it's a big change, man. Just bigger fonts and a cleaner design, but it makes a lot of difference in that menu. Um,
0: yeah, there's a lot of uh, lot that they've cleaned up across the board. I think yeah. it's it makes for a much more cohesive uh, user experience. It does. Uh, yeah. I mean, it will get called out for the control center, but I mean, come on. I'm I'm sure there are people who like it, who want it, which is the only reason a brand would invest R&D resources towards it. And if you don't like it, like Harish said, you can just toggle it off.
1: So so I went through your story, Harish. One thing I noticed with the MIUI 12 update was that it's quite visual this time. Like, for example... For representation for like your storage uh, space and everything it, was, it has a visual representation which was not there yeah. before right
0: there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of skeuomorphism going on over yeah. there
2: yeah there's a lot of cool animations across the board um even for the battery level the usage charts are also animated and the digital well-being controls there's a lot of fun little animations and even the system animations now when you close or open an app Um, it looks like it's going into that and coming out of the app icon itself so it's a lot of these fun playful things and I do agree with the cohesive bit I think this is the first I build that I'm using in I don't know three four years that actually feels like a cohesive product because with every year I get the feeling that they tagged on new features while still retaining some of the legacy stuff but here it feels like everything is polished across the board
1: and yeah, that wallpaper animation, that man. That wallpaper animation is incredible. When you unlock the phone.
0: Uh, the super wallpaper, yeah. Man, oh, that is so
1: that is beautiful. So cool. That's so sexy to look at. Yeah. It's so immersive, man. I really love that.
0: Yeah. I also like a lot
2: of the little stuff. Uh, that floating window sort of thing is very useful because I use it a lot on my Samsung phones. Um, they've, they've really nailed the digital well-being controls. That focus mode is basically the same as Zen mode, but hey... It's there, um, what else do they does have? Does it,
1: does it allow yeah. you to whitelist apps? No,
2: no, you just okay. get camera and calls. Okay. I don't know why there's camera on these things. Why?
0: Actually, yeah, yeah. that doesn't make sense Maybe to me. Like,
1: I mean, if you're doing Zen mode yeah, what, or whatever, what focus mode, you wouldn't be taking a selfie, would you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, you need to like capture a document or something.
1: While you're meditating
0: while you're working I mean, uh, that's what i use yeah, that is true while for...
1: working yeah you can do that probably
2: mm,
0: okay and the
2: file manager is better it actually has but nice icons this time and better sorting options um oh wait and there's an app drawer built in finally
1: can you can you, can you customize that as well
2: uh yeah it's basically the same as poco launcher so yes. it automatically sorts things into categories so if you have a lot of camera services or social media things it categorizes it as communication mm. um, and the file manager also uses the same categorization to sort into documents videos images and that sort of thing so very cool
1: do you think it comes close to the oxygen OS experience
2: yeah it's very different i mean look in terms of look and feel no in terms of usability yes again me UI is an acquired taste i've been using the damn thing for nearly 10 years now so i don't mind using it at all I use it for most of the year. So I don't mind the fact that there's, I mean, the interface itself is not as clean or close to pure Android, and I'm okay with it.
1: Tier one Android. <laughs> Tier one Android,
2: <laughs> for fuck's sake.
0: I think the only uh, area where, you know, there might be a bit of an issue is that uh, it doesn't feel as fast as Oxygen OS because of the uh, heavy-handed animation use. Uh, that's just gone a little overboard with MIUI 12. There's animations everywhere, and just it kind of just makes everything feel slightly slower than Oxygen OS. Uh, but then again, you get used to it, and some would say that it's actually prettier. So you know,
2: is, I, I like I like all the visual changes now. I'm particularly interested in seeing how this runs on a 90 hertz panel.
1: Yeah, even I was I was about to ask you. I hope it works as fast as you know oxygen at least let's see yeah when will it come who knows
0: never know I I mean plus honestly like I've been using it on an ancient Redmi Note 7 Pro so (laughs)
2: no it runs really fast look there are bugs it's the first beta build obviously there are a lot of bugs things crash all the time but when things aren't crashing it feels really nice on my Mi Mix 3 and I also got it on the Mi 9 works just fine on that as well Mm
0: sweet okay let's move on to our next topic um, and our resident uh xiaomi expert harish <laughs> do you want who to... <laughs> you are i mean you you have an entire v home at your home yeah. so Do you, you have
1: more products at your home than xiaomi india does in their office that
2: is actually factually true i had the xiaomi folks over once and they were like okay we don't even sell that in india i'm like yes i know <laughs>
0: Okay so this week uh, alongside the Mi 10 shall we also launch the Mi Box 4K and uh Harish you've had it for about a year or so now yeah. the Mi Box yep. 4S yep. the Mi Box S Mi box as S. it's called uh, as it's called in the US uh so you've clearly had a lot of time with it uh just to give some background information to the listeners uh this is a streaming box similar to the Nvidia Shield similar to an Apple TV uh, except, of course, this one runs Android TV. Um, and it uh, does not have patch wall, which is great. the chief difference compared to the Mi TVs. Uh, the idea here is to get streaming services to all your older TVs, uh, dumb television panels, or maybe just a television which does not have a great built-in operating system. There's quite a few of those. Uh, so with that aside, uh, Harish... How's the, how's the experience on this? Uh, I understand it's, it is a budget box, but, you know, what are you missing out on? Uh, what are you not missing out on?
2: I'll tell you what I like about it. I like about the main selling point of this thing is that it is an Android TV box that costs the same as a Chromecast in India. So that's a big deal because we've never really had an Android TV streaming box available in the country from any major manufacturer. I'm um, sh- sure Airtel sells a box now or even at... Fibernet, the cable brand, yeah. uh, they make one of their bundled boxes, but there's never been an Android TV solution. We don't get the Shield TV here. So for years and years, I had to get these things from the US. So now folks that want a clean Android TV interface with access to their favorite streaming services can just get this. This is like the default solution for a lot of those folks. Um, what works well is that it is really great at access because you get the Play Store, anything you need, it's available, there's no limits. You get Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Hotstar, YouTube and a lot of the regional streaming stuff out of the box. Um, It plays content well as long as you're okay with seeing content at 1080p. It is not good for 4K content, at least my box isn't, because it just crashes. Um, It's not good for HDR content also because again, it crashes. Uh, It's using an ancient Amlogic S905X module, and that is not really suited for 4K content playback. Nor for gaming. Nor for gaming. Yeah, you really shouldn't be gaming on an Android TV streaming box, but if that's not the Shield Um, TV.
0: If it's not the Shield. Yeah, if it's not. We all three have the
2: Shield for a reason, man. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. As long as you're okay with using this on a 1080p device, it is a fantastic product. You get a remote, you get Chromecast built-in, you get Chromecast Ultra built-in, that too. Chromecast Ultra built-in. But again, there's the caveat that 4K playback just does not work. I was asking the Xiaomi guys about this because I have a lot of issues with 4K playback on my devices and I told them I've never been able to play content and they said that they've of that they've optimized it and whatever 4K content they ran works just fine on this. So I want to get the India version to see if there's any difference, at least on the software front, but I don't see how they could have optimized it. But I'll deserve judgment until I at least get that. But for now, what you need to know, 3500 bucks, Chromecast built-in, Android TV, remote, Google Assistant, everything you need to make your dumb TV smart. Or your old yeah, smart think, like, TV smart. This-
0: there's actually finally a good alternative to the Fire Stick. One
2: thing,
1: one thing I don't like, the fact that, you know, it's a it's a big-ass box. Uh, the Fire Stick, as you mentioned, is a very, it's a stick, right? Uh, being a box, I would have l- liked to see some, you know, an Ethernet port. It's not there. Just for like, for example, I can, in my room, I can do it easily. You know, there's wires all over. Just like an option to have. And I understand most people will not use it. But I, just would, I would just like to have an Ethernet port at the back and it's not there. That was kind of disappointing for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you in principle, but, you know, I think the idea here, here was to cut down costs as much as possible. And, and the board
1: doesn't support it. Right? I
0: mean, it's not even I, that. I, I, they, I they that
2: they would not want to add more things to this thing. So fun fact, this has an HDMI cable right in the box. So you don't need to buy an HDMI cable. Mm, so that's, that's the cool. kind of audience they're targeting. This is basically just an all-in-one solution for folks that already uh, that may not have a smart TV because they mentioned during the presentation that there are like thirty-four million smart TV, non-smart TVs that are sold in India. I don't know yearly or every two years or whatever. So there is a huge potential user base for something like this, an affordable streaming solution. So those guys aren't really going to care about Ethernet. Yeah. What they do care about it is Data Saver. And this is the first time we're seeing that Data Saver feature on an Android TV box. So that's interesting, I guess.
0: Yeah. Plus, there's Google Assistant on board. Yeah. There's a voice remote. So you know you can trigger on out, all your smart home commands in case you've got a smart home setup going on. Um, and you can play content just using your voice, uh, which is pretty great. And it works really well. I use it a lot on my Nvidia Shield. Uh, I use it with Alexa on my Fire Stick as well. So you know, it works really well across the board. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a good, affordable solution for a lot of people. Uh, just don't expect the best image quality. Uh, not every streaming box is the same. Heck, even like a Fire Stick 4K is not the best image quality that you can get. Um, you know so you get what you pay for essentially basically that I think
2: folks don't understand why the Nvidia Shield costs like 4 times what this thing costs and it's because Nvidia invested a lot of time and resources into delivering the best streaming box you can get now Uh, I didn't understand why that was the case until I got my hands on the Shield TV Pro last year but now I see it, now I see the difference between that and the Mi Box S I still use the Mi Box S on my projector but uh, that's only for 1080p. 10, 10 I would not recommend it for 4K.
1: I, I exclusively use Apple TV 4K. That's what I use. And it's the same experience as as Harish mentioned with the Shield. It's, it's right up there. I use Shield for gaming purposes if I want to play on my TV from my PC. But uh, yeah, I think uh, But for people who don't really want the best of the best experience, this is a great starter streaming box for them. And then they can eventually upgrade, I guess. Uh, when we, if, if we do see shield officially in India or a better streaming box, but Amazon does have a better streaming device, right? The 4k, uh, Fire Stick, what is it called?
0: Yeah. It is actually, it is better. It's supposed to be vision, Dolby Atmos. Uh, it's around 2000 rupees more expensive, but I'll be honest here actually, like I don't think somebody is buying a 3,500 rupee, uh, streaming box either has a TV which is capable of Dolby Vision yeah, playback probably. or is looking at investing in a Dolby Atmos uh, solution. Yep. And, you know, that's that's absolutely fine. Uh, it's a, It doesn't have to be. You don't need to get a Dolby Vision-capable TV. Uh, I think this box serves a specific purpose, and it's pretty good for that. It's just not the best streaming box on the market That the way that many people uh, seem to be portraying it
2: yeah it's like every other Xiaomi product that they make it's good value and they're being very st- strategic about how they're positioning this
1: Um, so it should sell I'm excited to use it but I'm probably going to use it with my monitor and see how it is because my monitor does not have any of the smart features right so I'm going to see how it is It's
0: yeah that's a, that's actually a pretty good use case for it yeah. you know, you can just like plug in your headphones to it yeah. and uh, simply yeah it supports
1: yeah. it supports wireless audio as well via bluetooth so you can plug in any of your uh, bool headsets and you're sorted. Yep.
0: Yep. Might even make a reasonable retro gaming box. Uh, well, No. No. All the way till the PlayStation 1 no, it certainly no, can't no. do PSP. It
1: can't. It can't. I mean it's all the Nintendo 64 and you know SNES all of that oh, will work fine. It...
0: it definitely can't do Nintendo 64 yeah, 64,
1: 64 is hard 64, 64 is even the PC can't do certain games properly these days you know like uh, yeah. Nintendo did in you see how they are trying to reverse engineer that thing uh, so they came out with the Super Mario 64 perfect port which also runs in 4k yeah. on the PC but Nintendo is going hard against these guys and getting it removed yeah from obviously I'm yeah. astonished they actually released it then. yeah it's the most protected IP man so they will go hard yeah. on that shit but I think I'm going to secure a copy soon let's see
0: Oh, I've got one. I'll send it There you it to
1: go. You. Well, he's going to send it over. Send it over, man. I want to try it.
0: Yeah, I've got one for the Switch as well.
1: I don't know. I want the PC one. I want to play it in 4K. Yep,
0: yep, yep. We'll get that sorted. Uh, cool. So, what else? Uh, Mr. DJ, do you want to talk about the wireless headphones? Uh, do I have to? <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
2: Actually, I does not I don't give
1: keep... a fuck about any of these products. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> No, I am actually interested in the meet and the Mi TV box, as I said, I can use it with my monitor. So I have some use cases for that, but yeah, Xiaomi also launched the true wireless uh, earphones too, even though they never launched the first one in India, but, uh,
0: I hear you love their other true wireless earphones.
1: <sighs> so I, uh, yeah, I mean, we bought them last year. I, I mean, I bought them with Harish uh, from Shenzhen and it was absolute. Wait, rubbish. that was the first gen. The things that we picked yeah. up, yeah, the one with the silicone oh, yeah, yeah, those was, were shit. That's garbage. That's like worse than <laughs> I don't even. I don't, there's nothing to compare it to because even Indian budget true wireless earphones are better than that um, from like brands like Boat and whatnot. But that was utter garbage. Like, yeah, there was no isolation. There was no, as someone calls, likes to talk about soundstage <laughs> stuff like that. There was nothing. Uh, it was just for making calls. To be honest. But uh, Xiaomi has uh, launched the True Wireless Earphones 2 and I mean, it's got 14.2 millimeter drivers. It does not have any sweat resistance, even though they were promoting it as if you can run wearing these earphones, but it has no sweat resistance. Um, It's got a very AirPods-like look, but the stem is far wider. So it looks very, very awkward wearing it, at least from the pictures that I saw. It, It looks massive on your ear. Um, and Xiaomi said it has that with it, it has that Xiaomi uh, with Xiaomi phones it has that one step pairing thing where an animation would pop up just like AirPods for iPhones
0: yeah that's just a Google thing at this point yeah. no no even they the- they don't use
1: Google <laughs> fast pair it's just limited to Xiaomi phones it has it has LHDC codec support really? sorry yeah. what did you say
0: that's just odd like even yeah. the Realme Buds support uh, the Google fast, fast pair thing pair. yeah these don't
1: yeah, yeah they don't <laughs> uh, they yeah. have LHDC audio codec, which is you know kind of industry standard now and uh, what they said was it works with every voice assistant even on Windows it works with Alexa apparently I don't know mm. whether yeah that's what they said um, one thing I don't like is that all the touch controls on it is a double tap wait that's the only thing you don't like wait. <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay there's a lot of things I don't like about it but, but listen I haven't used it yet to be fair so I can't really talk much about it I'll have to use it to you know, <laughs> come with an opinion about it, but yeah, the double tap thing is just confusing, man. Like, uh, you double tap for everything. Yeah, and you I tend to forget just... tend to forget which is play pause, which is voice assistant, which is answering calls, which is ending calls. You know, it's just uh, it's just a little annoying to be honest. And I don't know how that will work. Um, but yeah, that's about it, man. That's what these these are like for three thousand four hundred ninety nine
2: $3,499. Something like that? 3999
1: in a 3, uh, oh, first sorry. sale. It's 4499 on their website yeah. right now. And it's going to be... F- That's kind of pricey. And it's going to be 5500 after open sale or whatever promotions they're running launch sale. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, it's $4,499 after the first sale. The first sale, it's 3999 Oh, really? There you go. So it's 3499 and 4499 afterwards. <laughs> on the website, they show 5499 triple nine. 9 to be honest, slashed out with the four five four four triple nine, nine price. Anyway, uh, it is kind of pricey for Xiaomi. To be honest, uh, Realme Buds are although decent to use for the price. I just don't know how they're going to compete with each other. Uh, especially with no sweat resistance. I don't know what the hell I will use this for. Um,
2: um, I think Realme has the better
1: product here. Yeah. Uh, apart from the only thing, uh, the only complaint I have with the Realme product is that battery life is horrible on that. It just dies too soon. Uh, here they're they're promising four hours of uh, of uh, of charge on a single charge, and then and then you can.
0: Yeah, that that's never true. Yeah, four hours no, is never yeah, true. Yeah, if they're lower four hours,
1: that. it's
2: never going to be four hours. Yeah. It's like two and a half, three
1: to be
0: at but, at best. Yeah, but that's very
2: limited, like considering yeah. the size of that stock. I don't know. I
0: mean, my, my, my first generation Dragi Dash, which was literally like the first true wireless headphone on the market, g- still gives me two and a half hours of battery life. And that was, that was like from years ago. So I don't know. Um, I mean, a product launching in 2020, I'd expect something a little better than that. Yeah. But okay.
1: To be honest, I prefer uh the one more, what do they call it? The one more stylish true wireless, stylish. but whatever. I love those, to be honest, for the price they are. Um, it's far superior than anything I've ever used in that price category again but these for 4500 they have to be I think they're going to be average man I don't know I think it's going to be just normal nothing Uh, great about it have you used it I don't know
2: hey I haven't used the one more stylish but my favourites in this category would be the creative outlier gold I don't know how much
1: they cost in India I haven't used that
0: no they haven't launched in India I think think generally like the point is that you know for everybody who's listening you have options uh, and I think all of us can agree most likely better options yeah uh, for, for not much more money so you know before buying one of these just do a bit of research yeah um or reach out to us on Twitter or wherever. Maybe we can point in the right direction. There are other earphones, true wireless earphones that give you a better seal, that will give you splash resistance, that will give you better audio quality for maybe a 1,000 rupees extra yeah. or 1,500 rupees extra.
1: Speaking of seal, I don't think this one has any seal. It's just the same same uh, AirPods design, the buds at least. Uh, yeah. The one yeah. that I bought from China has that silicone kind of a seal, like how you can, if you can see it, like normal... IEMs Uh, this one doesn't have it so I don't know how and that was that was garbage right so I don't know how this is going to be to be fair, I think
2: this is going to sound better than that because yeah, I do I not so realistically see how anything can sound worse than that. Worse
1: than I, I have never yeah. heard anything as, as bad as that, I'll be very honest. No,
2: I mean, that was just shit. It's, it's I, I don't know, I think this is weird because in the last two generations, um, with the neck buds and all, I liked what Realme was offering because that had a sleeker design, the sound quality was better on that, the Xiaomi ones just looked kind of clunky. And even with this true wireless thing, uh, Realme just seems to have like a slightly better product. And that's bizarre because Xiaomi
1: dominates this budget audio segment. It has and for so many years. And, and it's the first product in this uh, in this audio true wireless range, right? Uh, they, it, they should have come out with a bang. I don't know how it's going to, I mean, it just doesn't feel right for some reason. No, yeah, no, maybe it's just a glitch in the road. Let's see. Realme, but they're, thats what they call, right? It has even even has wireless charging on the case. This doesn't have that either, so I don't know. Yeah, but it charging. charges over USB-C, and yeah. the case itself has
2: like and a 10-hour charge. Yeah, it has a quick charge. Quick
0: Wait, charge. Even, even the Realme buds charge over USB-C. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. So these do not have wireless charging. I thought they did. No. no nope. no
2: nope. They don't have wireless charging.
0: Huh. That's that's odd. Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't uh, know why though, yeah. because that small coil is like fifteen hundred bucks for them to yeah. add. It
0: in. I mean, okay, whatever. I think it's the <laughs> most forgettable product that Xiaomi launched. I think I think this week.
1: was a this was a product they launched in response to Realme, you know, in a in a very rushed manner. I don't think they planned this product at all.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it's more like sure. We have true earphones as well. Yeah, and and, and the fact it. that
1: this forget the sound, forget wireless charging, forget everything else. The fact that it does not have sweat resistance in a country like India, which gets very hot, which very gets sweaty. very very sweaty, very humid, and it does not have sweat resistance. That means this thing is gonna get screwed real fast.
2: Yeah, that was my main issue with the Sony thing. What was that? WF thousand XM three.
1: Yeah, yeah, XM threes, yeah. Yeah, they didn't have sweat resistance either. I didn't understand that at all. So, uh, clearly this product is not meant for India, but it's still launched here. Um, I don't know, man. Sweat resistance is a very basic thing to have on a true wireless because people will use this on the move. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that, it kind of defeats the purpose, to be honest.
2: Yeah, let's
1: see. I'll reserve judgment on it
2: until I actually use it. Fingers crossed it doesn't suck as bad as the first gen one. Because that was truly garbage. That was one of the few Xiaomi products that I actually did not didn't like get. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Dhruv? yeah. Dhruv is not excited about well, it
1: at all. And let's not <laughs> forget what I'm not.
0: Yeah. I'm not actually. I mean it's the most uh, forgettable product that they launched yesterday. That's that's all I'll say on it. Uh there's nothing uh, particularly exciting about it. I think for me from uh, okay, like let's just put it like this. The I, the box serves a purpose and fits in pretty well with their current market position, positioning, uh, and I'm excited for the phone. I'm really looking forward to checking out the phone, but I really don't think it's going to do much for the brand right now. Uh, so yeah, I mean that pretty much covers it. But this headphone, fine, whatever. I'll try it out when I get the chance to, but I'm not. I don't have very high hopes for it.
2: I don't know when I'll get the chance to try it out because if this lockdown is any any indication, it'll continue until the end of December.
0: Yep. Oh, well. So, that covers all the Xiaomi news from last week. Um, Was there anything else? Something that I missed out on?
1: Well, we could have talked about the Mi Browser thing in detail. What happened with that? This is good. Let's make this a Xiaomi episode.
0: He already did. Yes. It's, uh, it yes, was fifteen minutes yeah. of
2: Xiaomi.
1: Well, we didn't talk. Well, well, we didn't talk in detail what happened after Manu Kumar uh, open letter. The guy made a video and showed that the the Mint browser and the Me browser both were collecting keywords and your URLs even in incognito mode. And it's kind of funny that someone dismisses someone from Xiaomi would dismiss it as uh, fake news. Yeah. And then the guy comes out with actual proof but uh, one of Harish's tweet was like they should have treated it in a different way they should have just admitted to the problem right I don't know this was just b- a
2: bad way to deal with it all around like they should have just come forward they said okay we fucked up we shouldn't have been doing this we did not know that we were doing this we will make it right that's it that was all they needed to do here I don't know why they were even collecting data here but they're rolling out some sort of a measure even if it's a half measure so that is what it is well at least now everyone knows not to use the me browser or the mint browser so at least something good came out of it yeah stay away from that that's just not. yeah
0: there are plenty of alternatives
2: i mean look there's no shortage of good browsers on android Uh, chrome is always reliable samsung internet is particularly good i've been using that on my galaxy s20 I think it's it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Uh, there's Brave. There's Firefox. There's what else? There's Vivaldi. Oh, Vivaldi launched launched on Android. I forgot about that. Yeah, that launched earlier this month. Not as feature rich as on Windows. Opera, but but I don't
1: know. I don't know how Opera is. I think that also collects shit. Yeah,
2: but it it gives you a free VPN. So,
1: bon. Yay. (laughs) UC Browser, no, not really.
0: There's also Kiwi Browser in case anybody uses that. Yeah, well, no, wow. it's actually pretty decent. It's, There's uh, Microsoft
1: Edge. Microsoft How Android. can we forget that?
2: Oh yeah. Wait, what was Why the browser does that? that does Star? Oh right, that's Brave. Right, Brave has yeah, an yeah, instance. It. it doesn't work over Android, does it? They have a they have a Onion Browser official. Yeah, they do. They have oh, a. Oh, it creates a Tor instance on Android.
1: Yeah, there is I don't know. Hmm.
2: Okay. Well, I haven't
1: used browser. Oh. To the Tor project, the Tor so, project has an official browser.
0: Sweet. You've got enough uh, browser options out there. Just don't use uh, the Me browser. Please do not. Yes,
1: basically that's what it comes down to.
0: Yeah,
2: Manu will get your porn history or else. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Uh, so, I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. Then, does it? Yeah, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, I think we're you're hitting time now.
0: Yeah.
2: Akshay is celebrating his birthday later in the day. Dhruv is fasting for God knows how many days.
1: My, bu- my birthday is tomorrow, but yeah, I'm going to start tonight.
2: Yay, by the time this is out. should <laughs> put up I'm the- already going to be 32 years old, yeah, yeah. that's for sure.
0: <laughs> Yay, birthday. So, on that note, so Akshay is celebrating his birthday tomorrow and we're going to be dropping in a bonus episode sometime this week. Uh, Akshay, if you don't know already, is a DJ as well. And uh, he's going to put up a mix, a 30 minute mix. Yeah. Am I right, actually? Yeah,
1: 30 minute liquid drum and bass mix. Something I don't Sweet. get to play in Sweet. clubs.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Sweet. So, those, those are some sick tunes for you for, to listen to during the lockdown.
1: Yeah. As Ruf says, yeah. sometimes you need human curation for music. Yeah, that's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. I look forward to your feedback. I'm going to make more than. Party. Alright, guys. That was the 13th episode of the Untitled Gadget podcast. Drove is ultra hungry. I am also ultra hungry and I think Harish wants to have a drink. We will see you next week.
0: Alright, bye. Bye. Sweet. Alright, guys. Check. Check out the episode.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. We have a blooper <laughs> right there. Yeah. We have a blooper right you there. We have a blooper.
1: <laughs>